After Lou Lamorello's press conference, we ask, can and should the New York Islanders re-sign all of their pending unrestricted free agents? Plus, Noah Dobson's seasons and the Islanders do sign a past draft pick. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And uh, we are now also available on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search for Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Lots to talk about on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment, maybe a subject you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, I am at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we're going to keep you up to date on all things Islanders this offseason, from hirings, firings, trade rumors, the draft, and free agency. We're going to have it all covered for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. As I opened with, I think Lou Lamorello's press conference earlier this week left very little new information for Islanders fans, and I know a lot of people were just a little disappointed with the overall approach that Lou Lamorello is taking to building and maintaining and and moving this team forward, or maybe not moving this team forward enough. But, you know, one of the things that Lou Lamorello said in his press conference was that he wanted to re-sign all four of the team's present pending unrestricted free agents. And that is not necessarily going to be an easy task. You're talking about four players here. Pierre Engvall, Simeon Varlamov, Zach Parise, Scott Mayfield. Those are the four guys who are out there and available. And it's going to be tight because right now the Islanders have about five and a half million dollars available 
in cap room. And only if they're able to trade Josh Bailey's contract and get all of it off the books, well, yeah, then they would go to having about ten and a half, give or take, uh, million dollars in available cap space. But is that going to be enough to re-sign all four of these players? And I, I think when you start to break it down, the answer is probably not. Uh, the easiest one out of these four, to me, is Zach Parise. It's a question of whether Parise stays with the Islanders or decides it's time to retire. He basically said on getaway day that it's either the Islanders or nobody. And Lou Lamorello said at his press conference, we definitely want Zach back. So Parise would play for roughly the, you know, minimum league minimum for a veteran. He's still getting money from the Minnesota Wild with their buyout. And, you know, that doesn't take up a lot of cap room and the value is outstanding. Semyon Varlamov, I estimate, will cost between two and a half and three million dollars a year. It'd be much better if you can keep him at two and a half. But again, you know, knowing Lou and knowing Varley, it's probably going to be three, maybe even three and a half million. That is... Uh, Again, going to start adding up. The other player is Engvall. And, you know, Pierre Engvall adds that speed element that the Islanders lack and that, you know, they need, quite frankly. Lou Lamorello's strange quote from Tuesday notwithstanding. So, you know, Engvall is probably going to get three, three and a half million dollars if there's a bidding war, he might go as high as four. But, you know, you start adding this up. Let's say it's three million for Varley and three and a half for Engvall and 750000 for Parise. That doesn't leave enough room to sign Scott Mayfield, who's probably worth somewhere in the four to four and a half million dollar range. And it may go as high as five, because if you think about it, right-handed shooting, experienced defensemen with size, there is not, there's not a lot of them out there. And it may end up being a little bit of a premium price. You know, I don't think Scott Mayfield is worth $5 million a year, but it only takes one GM to make that offer. And look, we know Mayfield likes playing with the Islanders, wants to stay. Maybe he's willing to give a small hometown discount to stay on the island. But realistically, uh, you can't expect him, being that this is probably his last chance at a, a big contract, and that his last contract with the Islanders was so team-friendly he was underpaid. Uh, it'd be tough for him to take too much less to stay on the island. Now, would Lou Lamarillo think about making another trade to open up a little bit of room? Maybe. Uh, I would highly recommend that he does that. But, you know, overall, I think it is looking more and more like we're going to see mostly 
the same team back again next year and, well, uh, not going to be able to afford all of these players. So, to me, it'd be tough to prioritize. And then, look, you still need to re-sign Samuel Bolduc. He's a restricted free agent. Oliver Wallstrom is a restricted free agent. And, you know, it's... uh, it starts to add up, and then if you want to add that puck-moving defenseman somehow, especially if Mayfield isn't re-signed, where's the money coming from? Some kind of a move has to be made, and, well, let's just hope that the New York Islanders are able to make that move and make it in a way that helps the team, because as I said, and every dayers, you know this, to me, the priority for this team should be the puck-moving defenseman. And Lou Lamorello said, yeah, I said a year ago we wanted to add one. It didn't work out. Uh, we, you know, There's no doubt they still need that puck-moving defenseman, but to me, you can get a puck-moving defenseman for a little bit less money than a, than a sniping goal scorer, And then you could add that sniper at the trade deadline or even before. Save yourself a little money on the cap and and maybe do one of those trade and sign things that seem to work so well for the New York Islanders. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We'll talk about the signing of E2 Liukas to an entry-level deal. We have a reaction to what we said about Josh Bailey and his contract and Noah Dobson's season in review and future outlook. We've got all that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Attention active individuals, are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Their premium shorts designed for maximum performance and unparalleled comfort. And I'll tell you, I am the kind of guy I have to be comfortable, and Bird Dogs fit just great. They have a unique built-in liner, so they offer the ultimate in support and flexibility, and they'll keep you comfortable during even the most intense workouts. But Bird Dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take from the gym to the street. Bird Dogs are made with premium breathable fabric, and they keep you cool and dry throughout all your activities. So, order Bird Dogs today. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter promo code LockedOnNHL to get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, where style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. So, the Islanders made a move, and uh, I have to say, it's uh, a very good one, signing a a past draft choice, and and, uh, it's always good. You don't want to lose those guys for nothing. They signed E2 Liukas, the left wing from Finland, who they had drafted in the fifth round of the 2021 draft. He has been playing in Finland for the last four seasons professionally, had his Best year of his career in 2022-2023, played a career-high 58 games, 
scored 14 goals, had 23 points. And yes, 104 penalty minutes. He's got good size. Six foot two, 202 pounds. And as of right now, still just 20 years old. Will turn 21 in September. So the guess is that Lucas goes to Bridgeport and basically gets a season under his belt of North American professional hockey, and then we see how quickly he becomes ready for the NHL. And look, here is a guy who, you know, I, I think was a very solid pick in the fifth round who has a little more potential than you expect. It's interesting that so many of the players that Lou Lamorello has drafted uh, in the middle to late rounds end up being among the top prospects. Now, obviously, part of that is that they don't have any first-round picks, traded away a lot of seconds and thirds as well. But, you know, overall, uh, here is a guy who isn't afraid to be physical, who projects down the road as a power forward. He is uh, plays a little bit angry, doesn't back down from uh, challenges, and is smart without the puck, plays good defensive hockey, and the Islanders appreciate that, and he's also good against the boards, winning those 50-50 puck battles. The issue, though, for Liukas before he's NHL ready, and this may sound familiar to Islander fans, needs to improve his skating a little bit and his acceleration, getting that quick start, that first step. He has improved it a little bit since he was drafted, but overall, he seems to uh, to be heading in the right direction, and the whole key is just improving that skating enough to get him to the next level. Now, we got an email uh, yesterday about, you know, we had our segment yesterday, Everydayers, you know, about the three worst valued contracts on the Islanders. And, you know, the, the three people listed there came from an article in The Athletic, which I cited, and I spoke about to what extent I agreed or disagreed with the picks. And look, number one on the list was Josh Bailey. So Alan, he did not say where he was from. He did give his last name, but I don't usually want to read last names on the show. So Alan says, please don't look at money because I won't. Josh Bailey has an intangible. It's called heart. His influence on the new young players is invaluable. And the Islanders and Lou Lamorello should show young Islander fans that we are also caring, good sports, and human. Alan, first of all, I am not going to dispute what you said about Josh Bailey's heart. I have uh, interviewed Josh Bailey countless times since the Islanders drafted him, and he is a, a good hockey player. He has been throughout his career, and he is a good guy a class act. And yes, he does mentor a lot of the younger players, although there aren't a lot of them on the Islanders these days, but yes. And, you know, an interesting thought kind of crossed my mind. 
Uh, the Islanders need an assistant coach, most likely, to run their power play. Josh Bailey certainly has experience with that. He does add that intangible of heart, as you said, Alan. And he, I think, based on what I have seen of his personality, would probably make a good coach down the road. I mean, very few players on the Islanders have the vision of the ice and the hockey IQ, the awareness that Josh Bailey has brought over the course of his career. To me, if Bailey was willing to retire and become an assistant coach and maybe run the power play, help mentor some of the young players, I think that would be great for both Bales and the Islanders. He may not be ready to do that if he wants to continue his career you, you heard Lou Lamorello, Alan, and that, again, it's not my decision. It's it's Lou's and Josh Bailey's to a lesser extent, but, uh, you know, they'll try to accommodate uh, Bales, whether it's buying him out or trading him and try to open up some cap space. But, uh, Alan, I agree with you about the intangibles of Josh Bailey. Unfortunately, his level of play just fell off last year. If he could bounce back somehow, I would love to see it. Like I said, he's a good guy and a great Islander over the course of his career. But it just seems to me that the writing on the wall and everything else, uh, it just is time for the Islanders, in their own minds at least, to move on from Josh Bailey. And I'm going to say it is highly unlikely that Bailey is a player on the New York Islanders this year. Could he be an assistant coach? Maybe. Uh, it would be an interesting decision. Um, I, I mean, we've seen Johnny Boychuk be an advisor and, and help the team out in training camp after he retired. Uh, Zdeno Chara last year that he was with the team was a player, but he was almost like an assistant coach. We know how much he helped Noah Dobson, uh, who we're going to talk about in our next segment. So, it wouldn't be the most far-fetched thing in my mind to see Josh Bailey either this year or a year or two down the road become part of the Islanders organization, whether it be as a scout or an assistant coach uh, or as an advisor of some kind. And I think he could still do a lot of good for this New York Islanders team in one of those capacities. So, Alan, thank you for the email and for a heartfelt defense of Josh Bailey and everything he's meant for this franchise over the last, over the course of his career, even if it is, you know, time for him to head on to a different team if he wants to keep playing, you you make some very good points about what Bailey has added to the team over the course of his career. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will talk about Noah Dobson and his season and his future role with the Islanders. We've got all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. 
And you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets uh, without the stress with game time. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. So, we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders' season. And today, we take a look at Noah Dobson. Dobber. Uh, you know, it, it, it was really tough to watch Noah Dobson this past season in his own zone. He really regressed in his own zone last year after playing better there. And, you know, Lou Lamorello really came to the defense of Dobson in his press conference And I respect Lou for it, even though I think a lot of the criticism of Dobson is completely justified. You got to remember, though, Dobber is still only 23 years old. And defensemen typically take longer to adjust to life in the NHL and reach their full potential than forwards do. It's, you know, power forwards take a little longer. Defensemen take a little longer. And look. People forget that this was really only Noah Dobson's second complete season in the NHL. His point total was pretty close to identical to what it was the year before. 13 goals, 49 points, two points less than a year ago, but he played two fewer games. So, look, roughly the same. He was still a plus four, plus minus, 20 penalty minutes as compared to 18 a year ago. Boy, everything just, you know, offensively, production-wise, he was consistent. The problem I had with Dauber was his inability to get the puck out of his own zone consistently and make the transition from defense to offense, and he really wasn't a great quarterback of the power play. Now, we've talked consistently about how frustrating the power play is with its lack of strategy. Hopefully a new assistant coach can change that. But for whatever it's worth, Dauber, as a power play quarterback, to me he gets like a C or a C plus. And maybe maybe a change helps, but we'll see. Uh, he attempted 80 more shots this year than he did a year ago, but only had 16 more shots on goal His shooting percentage, roughly the same, 6.3 this year to 6.8 a year ago. His ice time is actually down by a minute and five seconds, but he still played 20 minutes and 23 seconds of ice time per game. But here are the little things that are, again, a little bit disappointing. Block shots down by 50 this year over a year ago. Hits down by 18 over a year ago. So... Look, physicality is not Noah Dobson's strong point, even though he's 6'4", 195 pounds. 6'4", you know, you would expect him to have the size, but that's not his game. 
his game is the ability to skate, the ability to shoot and pass and, 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 and be creative. But look, he's young. He has to work on a few things. And I think, you know, getting that ice time back, he has to get back into the top four. And very often last year, we saw Dobson be on the third defensive pair. Ideally, and Lou Lamorello said, he's part of the core going forward, the top four defensemen. I want Dobber paired with either uh, Pelic or Pulak. That's, to me, the, the ideal situation. Now, Dobber being on the right side, Adam Pelic and Dobber, to me, would be a great combination. But the one thing they can't go back to, I could see Romanov and Dobber, too, don't go back to Aho and Dobson. Again, just too vulnerable defensively to have the two of them. I still believe in Noah Dobson long-term. I still think he's going to be a solid offensive defenseman who will be okay in his own zone if he matures and learns. Can they get Johnny Boychuk to work with him a little bit? Can they get a coach who can help him recover his confidence in his own zone? Let's hope so. Because, quite honestly, that part of his game still needs work. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day early, but Saturday is the 61st birthday. A former Islanders center, Brent Sutter. Sutter, a member of two Islanders Stanley Cup winning teams, drafted by the team first round, 17th overall in the 1980. NHL entry draft, played three games for the Islanders in 80-81, but by 81-82, he was an Islander full-time and basically was part of their last two Stanley Cup runs. Great in the 82 playoffs where he, uh, excuse me, the 83 playoffs where in 20 games he had 10 goals and 21 points. Stayed with the Islanders through the 91-92 season where he was traded to Chicago and he finished his career in 97-98 with the Blackhawks. Went on to coach in the NHL with the New Jersey Devils and Calgary Flames. And was coaching in the juniors out west with the Red Deer Rebels as recently as 2020-2021. 1,111 career NHL games, 363 goals, 829 points, and one. 1,054 penalty minutes. Sutter had a career-best 42 goals and 102 points for the Islanders in 84-85. And it was that year that was, in my mind, one of his best games with the Islanders. January 2nd, 1985 at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit. Islanders and Red Wings going at it. Kelly Rudy in goal for the Islanders. Greg Steffen in goal to start the game for Detroit. He was relieved by Corrado Miaclef. But in this game for the New York Islanders, Brent Sutter with three goals on four shots on goal. And the Islanders crushed the Red Wings by a score of 7-2. to two. two of those three goals came on the power play, the uh, the five-on-five goal assisted by Mike Bossy and Tomas Janssen, uh, as was one of the power play goals, the other goal, John Tonelli and Tomas Janssen assisting. So Brent Sutter, a solid 
two-way center for the Islanders. One of the famous Sutter brothers, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, we will be back on Monday, and we will talk about Otto Koivula's season, plus we'll break down a few more factors about the Lou Lamorello press conference and, and where this leaves the Islanders. And we'll have some more draft preview uh, prospects as well, so make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody, a great weekend. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.